All right. So, yeah, we are starting a new series tonight called Squad Goals. We'll be talking about this for the next three weeks, talking about your friends and, uh, and, and some biblical perspectives on friendship and that kind of stuff. Um, how many of you guys have what you would consider a best friend from your whole life, like you've known them since you were little? A few of you guys? Okay. See, I don't have that. Um, if y'all don't know a little bit of, of our story, um, Wes and I moved around a bunch when we were growing up. Um, by the time I graduated high school, I had had 11 different addresses. I had lived in six cities, and I went to nine different schools before I graduated high school. So uh, moved around quite a bit. Um, how many of you guys are only going to end up going to three schools between grow, like elementary, middle, and high school? A few of y'all have only, okay, you're, you're on that way. Okay, so a few of you are, a few of you moved a little more than that, but still, most of y'all I don't think are going to get to nine before you graduate, um, but uh, really? So, um, but because of all that moving around, I don't have like a lifelong best friend. I have really close friends, and you guys hear stories about them, but I don't have one uh, who I've known my whole life, my closest thing to that is my buddy Brad. We met in the 10th grade. Um, how many of you can remember how you met your best friend? You remember the first time you saw them? Yeah, mine's, a, it's a weird story. So we were having like a, kind of like our life groups, we were having like a youth Bible study. And uh, he and his twin sister walked in, which wouldn't have been that big a deal, except she had one of those like practice babies from home economics or whatever class it is that they give you a practice baby. And it cried the whole Bible study. And when you're new somewhere, you can't, like, hide in the back when you've got the practice baby crying the whole time. It was really funny. Um, and so that's how we met Brad and Sarah Murray. And uh, um, we were in the 10th grade, like I said, and Brad has been my best friend pretty much ever since. Um, you know, we, uh, when we, were, we went to Washington, D.C. the year, I think it was right before our senior year on our Fine Arts Nationals trip, and uh, we got some good long-time inside jokes out of that trip, like... Um, a couple of really good ones. You guys have inside jokes with your really good friends, right? Jokes that nobody else gets. A couple weeks ago, or maybe about six or eight weeks ago now, I got a text from Brad, and it basically said, dude, I'm having a crappy day. Make me laugh. And that's all it said. And so I sent him just like the setup to one of those inside jokes, because sometimes all you got to say is like two words, right? And, and, and everybody gets it. So I sent him the first two words of one of those jokes, and he responded. He finished the joke. He's like, thanks, dude. That's exactly what I needed. Like, and, you know, and we've got these jokes that we've had for 10, 12 years now. I mean, I'm 29. I met him when I, what were you, fifth, 10th, 10th grade is what, 14, 5th, 15, something like that? You're 14 in the 8th grade. Yeah, but what's it, but Ashton is like 13 in the 8th grade or something like that, so that's right, because you get your, your driver's license in 10th grade. So I met him when we were probably 15. Um, I'm 29, so 14 years of friendship uh, I've had with Brad. And, you know, I was the best man in his wedding. He's going to be the best man in my wedding next year. And so that's the closest thing I have to a lifelong best friend. And it's really cool. I love Brad, and you guys hear me talk about Micah and Nathan a lot. Um, but Brad is my oldest friend that I still keep in regular contact with. I have a couple, one in particular from like fourth and fifth grade, but we, we don't hardly ever talk. And I saw him last fall for the first time since I think the sixth grade. So, uh, you know, that's, that's different. But we're talking about friendship. We're talking about squad goals. You guys seen that on Twitter, on, on face or on Instagram. Y'all don't use Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, you guys have seen like this, right? Hashtag squad goals. So we're going to talk about that. So first thing we got to talk about is 
let's talk about some really good squads, okay? So um, I've got a few pictures here of some really awesome squads. Okay, the Avengers, right? Squad goals. Uh, give us the next one. Who is that? Anybody know who that is? Okay, just making sure y'all know it's the Kardashians. I know who the who the Kardashians are. Anyways, move on. Anybody know this one? The Sandlot. I'm so proud of you guys for knowing that. That makes you killing me, Smalls, right? And then this one here is not famous at all. I just think it's a cool picture. That's a squad squad pick right there, right? All the dudes in there. Uh, well, I don't know if we're gonna do the Superman thing. I've only got three groomsmen, so it won't. You know, I don't have the whole crew like that. Um, it's Brad, Wes, and, and Nathan are going to be my three uh, groomsmen. Micah's performing the ceremony, so he's like an honorary one. But um, So, yeah, we don't, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll do some kind of goofy. We'll, we'll do some. There's always some, some weird groomsmen's picks, and so we'll definitely have some of those. But some of you guys might know what it feels like to not be in the squad, or to be outside the squad. Wes, give us those pictures. Oh, sad fishy. Am I blocking? Can you all not see because of my largeness? Give us the next one. What is it? Oh, this one's funny. What are you doing tonight? Nothing. Why? Is this Allie? Yeah. Oops, my bad. I didn't mean to text you. Right? Like, oh, crap, I texted the wrong person. I didn't actually want to hang out with them. Yeah. Uh, okay, go to the next one. And this cute little ducky wants to be a part of the, part of the crew. Except it's reversed because the brown ones are the squad that are shutting out the, the pretty yellow one. So it is kind of like the ugly duckling story, though. That's, yeah, that is true. So we are talking about squads, okay? We're talking about friendships and how to, how to have really good friends and to be really close to your friends. But first, we want to talk about the types of friends, okay? Because did y'all know there's different types of friends, right? Hopefully, you know the difference a little bit. So first up is what we call acquaintances, right? And, and, and somebody give me like a, an example of somebody who might be an acquaintance, Somebody you don't tell secrets to, yeah. Somebody you wave to, but you don't have to go say hi. Absolutely. That's a really good description of an acquaintance. Somebody you don't want to talk to, but you end Yeah, kind of. It, you know, and especially once you, uh, you guys may have already met some of these people, but they're the person you had, like, one class with one time. And so, like... And so you are aware of who the other person is. Um, yeah. Huh? A butler? No, that's more of a servant. I don't think that's quite the same. That's not the same. Yeah, I hope you're, none of your friends are your servant. That'd be weird. So, yeah, these are like people, like, like people your parents introduced you to, and so like you kind of met them and shook their hands once, but that's about it, right? Um, these are casual friends, very surface relationship, right? And there's, there's a lot of people in this group. There's, there's a big variety of people, um, people you've met everywhere, people you've met at concerts and, 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 you know, at church maybe. I hope we're more than acquaintances here. But, you know, especially if you've been to multiple churches, you might think of somebody who you met one or two times at a church. And so, like, you know, like I have like a thousand and three hundred Facebook friends and like a thousand of those I would call acquaintances at best because we were like in the same choir in high school, but we haven't talked since then. Those kind of things, you know. And so there's lots of these. Right. And it's not very deep, not a deep friendship. Then you got your friends. OK, these are people, you know. These are people who you might be in choir together now. You might be on a team together. You might have three or four or five classes with them, you know. And so you might even 
go to, uh, you might even be part of the same group of friends that goes to the movies together or something like that. These are people like, you might follow them on, you might follow them on Instagram or whatever, um, but you don't like all their photos, right? Only the really good ones get liked, right? Um, then you've got your close friends. These are the people you really, really like to hang out with. You see these people a lot. These are the ones who, when you need a ride, these are the people you call, right? You don't call an acquaintance for a ride. You don't even really call those kind of friends, those vague friends for a ride. These are the ones that you call when, when you really need a ride. Or when something's really going down, these are people you call or text when you really need someone to talk to. Um, you know, you like all their pictures no matter what just because it's the thing, right? You got to like it, you, you know. Um, and hopefully you only have – this is a smaller circle, right? This is like the inner circle here. Um, and it's really important that this crew right here be, uh, be a little more um, – uh, selective because these are the people that really influence your life and vice versa, right? These are the people who can speak into your life. Then you got the inner, inner circle, which is this. Wait, did I skip one? Oh, I did. I skipped one. So now we get to the squad. I was supposed to have five rings and I only had, I skipped close friends. Now we're to the squad. And this is like the, the three or four really closest friends you know this is like even jesus he had the disciples that were his close friends but he had peter james and john that was his squad you know uh it was absolutely absolutely jesus had a squad yeah huh you know a cheesy squad the teenage mutant ninja turtles that is a squad absolutely it's four of them right so so yeah these are like the three closest closest friends you have um, you know, these are the ones who are in all your Instagram pictures, right? Right? You know what I'm talking about? Now you're thinking of a few people, okay? These are the ones who know some of your deepest, darkest secrets. These are the ones that uh, have heard all of your stories a million five times, right, over and over and over. Um, these are the ones who you can walk into their house and their parents are like, oh, hey, what's up, right? It's not even weird if you just show up at their house. Brad would do that when we were in high school, man. He would just show up, go to the fridge, grab a Diet Dr. Pepper, and sit on the couch. Just like, hey, Brad. He's like, hey. My mom's like, were you guys hanging out today? I was like, I guess. I didn't, I didn't know we were, but apparently we are because he would just show up at my house. you know. And so that's your, that's your, your innermost circle. And, again, you want to make sure that uh, – that these people are good people because they're going to speak into your life. I'm going to tell, tell on Brad a little bit on this one because uh, when I was living at the man cave with Micah and Nathan and Wes, I think it was before Wes moved in, um, it was me and Micah and Nathan all living together, and, uh, and, and we would watch 24. You guys seen the show 24? Anybody remember that? Okay. So Monday nights, whatever, we'd all watch 24, and Brad would come over usually. And Brad and our, our group of friends were so close. that and, and ladies, I don't know if you all know this, um, but when guys are just with other guys, we tend to hang out in less than a full amount of clothes. Okay. Like we chill in our boxers and a t-shirt usually like I'm serious guys. Do y'all do that or no? Is that just me? No. Yeah. Okay. Y'all you'll get there. You'll get there. Maybe that happens in college. We get roommates. I don't know. But so, so the, the three of us would often hang out in like, you know, a pair of shorts or boxers and a t-shirt. So Brad would come over and he was so comfortable in, our, in, in the man cave. He would come over and just drop trowel and hang out in his boxers too. Like he would just dr leave his jeans and his shoes by the door and, and hang out. In, okay, that's weird. Anyways, that's the level of closeness, okay? Y'all, you never seen Brad. You can't have an image in your head. What, Wes? Wes can. 
I know. That's recorded. I thought about that before I said it. It's going on the pod. I don't care. I'll tell Brad I said it, too. Um, again, closest friends, right? You can tell them anything. You make fun of them. It's fine. Then, then, then you got the one person who is your best friend, the BFF, right? Okay, this is the person that you would take a bullet for, right? This is the person that... Uh, um, that, that is, you know, because even Jesus, he had Peter, James, and John, but John is known as the disciple that Jesus loved, okay? So even among your smallest crew, you probably have one person that you're really, really closest to. And, and, uh, and some of y'all, this term, like, best friend has gotten overused because some of y'all have, like, every person it's their birthday, they get the BFF hashtag, right? Everybody gets the BFF hashtag no matter what. But this is, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one person that you're closest to. Now, sometimes these orders, they get screwed up, right? They get screwed up because, like, you hear a story about somebody's about to fall onto the train tracks and some stranger risked their life to save that person. And you're like, hey, that's an acquaintance at best, but he just went BFF on him. He risked his life to save his. And sometimes it gets jacked up. Sometimes you get that stranger that'll buy your, you like in the drive-thru, they'll, they'll pass it forward or they'll, they'll pay for yours. And you're like, dude, you, you know, I don't even know who you are, but you just went best friend on me. And I appreciate that, right? And so for the most part, you guys can think of people that are in all of these circles, right? Your acquaintances, your friends, your squad, your best friend. And tonight, we're going to focus on the squad, that crew, that group of people that are closest to you. Um, and we're talking about three ways to really build a great squad because you need that crew. You need a few people that you can tell everything to. They can tell everything to you. You can trust them. You can count on them for no matter what. And so we're going to talk about how to, build, how to build that squad and look at some scripture. The first thing is this. Great squads require self-sacrifice. It's super easy for us to live for ourselves, right? That's natural. To, to, to go for what we want and to, to think of our needs first. I remember when Micah got married, he came back from his honeymoon, and like a month later he was like, dude, I did not know how selfish I was until I got married. And all of a sudden, every decision, I can't just decide for myself, where am I going to eat? Because that's the great thing about being single, man. I eat wherever the heck I feel like. That's where I eat every time, every meal. But then he got married, and he was like, hey, crap, i got to ask her every time. Right? But here's the thing. Even though it's our nature to want the world to revolve around us, that's not how it works. Um, John 15 says this. This is Jesus talking. He says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than, for, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So the best way uh, to love somebody is to lay down your life for them, right? What would it look like if you laid down your motives and your agenda for your friends? Okay, what would it look like if you put aside what you want and let your friends uh, have what they wanted more? And even better, what would it look like if the whole crew did this, right? If there's four people and they're all looking out for the other ones, then everybody's having a good time, okay? Um, you know, and, and so each of these principles, there's three ways to build a great squad. Each of them has a, a, an expression, okay, a way to put this into real life. And the expression for this one is simply service, Okay, whoever your closest friends are, do stuff for them. It's that simple. You know, put their needs ahead of yours. Number two, great squads require loyalty. 
Okay, how many of you guys had somebody who you thought was in the squad and then they bailed? Right, y'all know, right? Okay, you've got, some of you have a bunch of them. Like you thought, oh man, this is my best friend, and then they were just gone. And you're like, what the, what the heck, where'd they go? Right, they weren't showing loyalty. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend, a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. A friend is always loyal. Now, I got to say this. Loyalty does not mean just letting your friends get away with stuff. Right? Some people think loyalty means lying for your friends when they did something stupid or when they broke the rules or whatever. Right? That is not loyalty. Um, sometimes, as close friends, we have to, in love, correct our friends. We have to sometimes correct our friends in love, okay? They may not always want to hear it, but we are, uh, it is part of our duty as friends to help them grow closer to Jesus and to encourage that and to, uh, you know, to, to help them be the person God created them to be. Proverbs 27, 6 says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Okay, so if your friend who really loves you and you can trust them says something you need to work on or they're trying to correct you, you can trust that. Okay, but when you're when that person who who doesn't really like you and who you've never really talked to comes up being all flattering and stuff, don't trust that guy. Okay? Or that girl. And so the expression for loyalty here, the expression for this one is commitment. Right? It's a long term. It's not giving up when things get a little bit hard. It's not just uh, bailing on them when something gets a little bit difficult. Number three, great great squads. Great squads require love. All right, if you want the great squad, you have to love each other. You're like, that's really obvious. Yes, it is. It's really obvious. But um, here's where it gets harder and it's not so obvious. We have to love each other when one person's being a tool, right? We have to love one person, love each other when somebody from the crew is missing. Sometimes we've got to love them to bring them back, right? We can't just hate them after that, um, even when they don't deserve it. Right? Sometimes a friend does something, and you're like, dude, you, you're not, you shouldn't be in the squad no more. But you know what? Jesus loved us when we were still sinners, and so we should do the same thing for our friends. Okay? Um, and you know what? We should love them enough to share Jesus with them if they don't know Jesus. You got friends. You got close friends who don't know Jesus. I hope you love them enough to share Jesus. Uh, and the expression for this one is simple action. Okay? The word love is a verb. Right? Love is an action word. Um, love is not a thing, even though the world has turned it into a thing, right? Um, we, but love is actually a verb, and y'all y'all don't know the song, but back in the late or early 90s, uh, DC Talk put out a song called Love is a Verb, okay? And uh, and it talks about that, that we can't, j- words and music don't mean much, um, you know, but, the, but we have to love people with our actions. That's what what it really means. And so if you want that really, really, really close friends, or you want some really, really, really close friends, you gotta, you got to show it in your actions, not just in your words. Right? They say a picture is worth a thousand words, then an action is worth a million words. Okay? So uh, I want you guys to kind of think about this. I know this is very different than our certainly our last series. Um, but I hope that over the course of these three weeks, you begin to think about who your friends are, about who you're letting in your circle, and about the way you're treating those who are in your circle. Maybe you're thinking, you know what, I have some really good friends, um, but I haven't been the best friend. You might be thinking that right now. 
And you might think, boy, I've been awfully selfish when it comes to my friendship. And, and even though we're friends, we hang out a lot, I always push for what I want. I never, I never let their wants and their needs have precedence or anything like that. I'm just, I'm, I'm very selfish about it. And so uh, we'll close in prayer here. And, and, I, and, I, and I want you to just ask yourself this question. Are you giving your squad, your closest friends, are you giving your squad your all? Or are you only kind of getting what you can get out of them but not giving anything? So let's pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll be out of here. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this night. I thank you for the words and, and the, the example that you showed us, God, with the disciples and with Peter, James, and John, that even you had friends, and you had close friends, and you showed us how we can treat them, and you gave us instructions for how to treat our friends. I pray that these students would have awesome friends. I pray that they would have great friendships, that they can laugh and they can uh, cry when it's necessary together, Lord, and that they would have, uh, have people to lean on when things are getting hard and they, would have, they can be somebody that their friends can lean on. Um, God, that, that they would let themselves be known by those people. I pray that they would have good friends. Um, God, that the people who are, who are influencing them would be, uh, would be people who love you. And that, uh, God, for their friends who don't know you, that they would love them enough to, to, share, to share you with them. Lord, that they would uh, not be afraid, but they would know the eternal consequence, Lord, of not being in heaven with their best friend. And, God, that they would take that uh, as motivation to share. Lord, I pray that um, you would just be with us this week. And uh, as we go and as we come back again next week, Lord, it's in your name we pray. Amen.